It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Price drop, time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot kind of this. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 803 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, October the 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network. Got lots of great stuff for you to check out going on, breaking down the NBA Finals on Locked On Heat and Locked On Lakers. The baseball playoffs are going on right now. Lots of fun stuff over there. Rays, Astros, Dodgers, Braves all have shows covering those teams for you in depth after each of their playoff games and a whole lot more. The NHL had a crazy week. If you want to hear about the signings in Toronto by the Maple Leafs, you can check out Locked On Leafs with Mike DeStefano. I believe he had Jamie McLennan from TSN Radio on the podcast on the podcast last week. So please go check that out, subscribe, rate, and review. All right, on today's show, we are continuing our chat with Chris Manning from Locked On Cavs about the Eastern Conference as the offseason is now uh, in our sights as the Lakers have clinched the NBA title. Congrats to them, I guess. Uh, and we now look ahead to the 2020-2021 season where we have no idea what the hell is going to happen, when it's going to start. But Chris and I just kind of went through the East and riffed on some teams and talked about where we think those teams are and uh, why some of them are frauds. Naturally, of course, we got that in as well. 
this is a deviation from the schedule I was thinking for this week. Uh, Doug Smith is still coming on the podcast, don't you worry, from the star, talking about his book, We the North. He's going to come on on Wednesday, uh, just a scheduling issue, so that's no big deal. We'll get Dougie on on Wednesday, and we'll continue to finish up the play reviews to close out the week as well. we got Patrick McCaw to talk about, we got Serge Ibaka to talk about, a whole bunch more, so we'll get to those. Um, but for now, we'll finish off our chat with Chris Manning that we started on Friday. If you've not heard the first part, we talked about the Raptors in that part. On today's edition, we talk about the Cavs, uh, naturally, because Chris obviously covers the Cavs. We talked about the Bucks, the Sixers, the Heat were in there as well. I believe the Celtics we got to, too. Uh, lots of uh, good teams in this one after we kind of loaded up on crap teams on Friday. So enjoy this one. It's a lot of fun, as always, with myself and Chris Manning. And uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday with Doug Smith to talk all about his book, We the North. Enjoy this and uh, have a good one. Hey, I'm Chris Manning from Lockdown Cavs. And I'm Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors. Chris, we're recording the exact same time we recorded our first half of That's this. Darn but right it's we a are. different day. Podcast magic, baby. Look, we're just about that efficiency here in the lockdown network. <laughs> you know, it's we're I've been in the dregs of the offseason for months. You've been a little less so in the dregs, but you know what I mean? You gotta just be efficient. You gotta knock them out when you have time and uh, you know, make time for other stuff you wanna do, even though like the world's crazy and uh, you know, you gotta like you shouldn't go eat in restaurants and stuff right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, if we're being honest, everyone's been in the dregs since March. So yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah. you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, t- as you, if you're listening, uh, we list part one. Go back and check it out. We talked about the Nets, the Bulls, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Pacers. So we have a bunch of talking about the Hornets too. Oh, How dare you oh, forget the Hornets? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I my apologies to Tyler Zeller and the extended. Uh, Hornets extended universe. It's Cody Hawks. Zeller on that team. Is it? I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah sure. it's Cody Zeller. Look, I don't think about the, the Hornets very much. Uh, Doug Branson, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, my guy. Um, you're, 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 you're a wonderful man. But um, Sean, where do you want to start here? We we ended on a on a good team. Do you want to talk about a bad team? Do you want to talk about another good team? Where do, where do you want to go? Hmm, we got a lot of good teams to talk about. So maybe we should burn through a good team and just kind of go good, bad, good, bad. Because there's more good than bad, I think, today. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So let's, uh, hey, let's start with the Milwaukee Bucks. How about that? <sighs> oh boy, um, I'm, uh, I'm out. I, I'm out on uh, Mike Budenholzer as an effective playoff coach. I'm just, uh-huh. I've seen, I've seen enough. Wait, you, you don't want to run it back next year and see if if it all works again? You don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't like, want to be steadfast in your opinion to the point of of it being problematic. But... Look, um, Bud, Bud needs to just like play Giannis forty minutes in a playoff game. They probably should have kept Malcolm Brogdon, and um, you know what? Uh, Tyloo would have. Tyloo would have. They should have. If I were them, I would fire Bud and hire Tyloo. That's what I would do. We should do. Like, we should have a branding effort on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, that uh, tune into your Lockdown Podcast with short, bite-sized episodes, uh, guaranteed no longer than the number of minutes Mike Budenholzer will play Giannis <laughs> in a crunch time playoff game. This is. <laughs> This is this is great. This is this is absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text Locke after this. Yeah, be like, look, <laughs> new new branding. Like, we're gonna if Mike if it's good enough for Mike Budenholzer, it's good enough for us. <laughs> Which you know, tough look, tough look for us if that's the case. Oh, but yeah, the Bucks are weird because like the two things I said that they should, I was going to say they should do this off season. Uh, they've already said they're not going to do, which is fire, butt and trade for Chris Paul. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess it. we're just getting the same bucks. I can't wait for Giannis to come to the Raptors the next season <laughs> works for my interest. That's for damn sure. Right. Um, it, I want to ask you this though. Is this, was this playoff run an indictment on Giannis at all for you? No, I don't yeah, think I agree. so. I agree. He's really good, man. He's insanely good at defense. He's better than Anthony Davis. 
as much as Lakers fans will uh, say to the contrary for some reason. Um, he's like Giannis is ridiculous. He's the rightful MVP. Sorry, LeBron. Again, Lakers fans uh, having some sort of. I'm titling the podcast this reason. so I can get all the listens. Yeah, no, definitely. Lakers fans. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just yeah, <laughs> Giannis, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kobe. That's the name of the top, the podcast title, and people will click on it for sure. Um, <laughs> they'll think it's the ESPN podcast. Uh, 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 I don't know what that sound effect was. It was mixed between a bazinga and a. It's it's a, the high high horn. production quality we invest in here. It's a lot of podcast yeah, network. Absolutely. Um, where was I even going with that? No, the it's the Bucks supporting cast. It's uh they didn't keep Malcolm Brogdon and they said, Yeah, Eric Bledsoe, baby, let's do it again. It was Brooke Lopez. All right, we're gonna have you play this exact one kind of defense, and you're gonna be very good at it. But guess what? In the playoffs, that's gonna get exposed by Nikola Vucevic, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just it's they are the definition of insanity, just running the same thing back over and again and over again with the same coach who has the same ideas. I know they've only done it twice now. It seems like Bud's been the coach there for years, but you know, I feel like Budenholzer got like so much shine because he took over the Bucks and made them good instantly. But people forget that he took over from Jason Kidd. <laughs> like that was not a hard turnaround. You just do the things that Jason Kidd refused to do because he was terrible at his job. So like congrats to Bud for not being Jason Kidd at coaching. It, you know, the the playoff stuff we've seen it we've seen it with Spo we've seen it with Nick Nurse even Frank Vogel and what he's done so far in the playoffs like adjustments are everything in the postseason adaptability is how you win titles and the Bucks don't have it either in their personnel or in their coach and I don't know I don't, I don't know what the solution is like do you swap out Brook Lopez and try to find some new center like I don't who's taking Brook Lopez at this point at the money he's making it, like they just made bad decisions of who to keep and who to let go. Chris Middleton is old. The whole team is old. They're an ancient team too. That's the other sort of secret thing about them is like, mm-hmm. other than Giannis, they're all old as hell. So where is their hope? They've screwed up all of their drafts. Like the best players picked with Milwaukee Bucks picks in the last six years have been OG Ananobi and Norman Powell by the Raptors. Like it's just, they, they don't do a good job building the team around Giannis. They and, haven't for years. And I'm sorry, but Dante DiVincenzo doesn't save that. No. Uh, also add that to that list. Kevin Porter Jr. was originally a Bucks pick. Um, yeah. It came via they got that pick, and he not that he would have helped them last year, but like that's you. If you're a team like that, you need to kind of do some of the development work. And KPJ is like kind of really interesting. Yeah, uh, you need young games, players. You need young players on cheap deals so that you can keep Malcolm Brogdon, and also to like I guess allow you to pay Brooke Lopez twelve million a year, whatever the also, hell. Also trade making. for just trade for Chris Paul. Yeah, trade for Chris Paul. It's not hard. He will no. win the title for you. <laughs> just the Chris, if point guard stuff, obviously, like they don't always age well, but I, I would trust Chris Paul to. He's age doing well. just fine. Like yeah. I, I think the Bucks, I would be very comfortable picking them to win the title if they just got Chris Paul. Even if they got Kyle Lowry, even and that's not an insult to Kyle Lowry. Nobody loves Kyle Lowry more than me. He's not Chris Paul quite. Like I, I think. I mean, he might be better than Chris Paul right now. I don't know, but like they are that kind of point guard away from probably pasting everybody on their road to like a 16 and two in the playoffs, I would think, but yeah. like they just have not good players around Giannis and that's not Giannis's fault whatsoever. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, let's talk about another confusing team. Sure. The Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Do you like the doc rivers hiring? I don't know. <laughs> it's like, what's he going to do about a roster that makes no sense with a lot of money that makes no sense. It, at least he's not the GM, I guess. It, like, I don't think doc, I don't think changing the coach was the fix to what ails them. Like they're just fundamentally broken the way they're built. And 
I don't even necessarily mean that like Simmons and Embiid can't work together because I've seen it work together. Like the Raptors almost lost to them when they won the title. Like they were the toughest opponent they played the entire playoffs in 2019. But you, that doesn't really work when you have Al Horford and Tobias Harris taking up ungodly millions on the wings and at the, at the forward spots. Like they just don't make any sense. And Ben Simmons probably isn't a point guard and maybe you have to trade them. I don't know. It's just such an unsolvable riddle because they've put themselves into this corner with all this bad money on the books, all of this sort of inflexibility that even if Simmons and Embiid could work together in like a perfect circumstance, it seems now impossible for them to build that circumstance, you know? Yeah, I I think that's right. I would, I think you just got to trade Horford for shooting, even if you're like losing some value on that and and everything. Who wants Al Horford? The Kings get Buddy Heald. Yes, I would just call every team and see you could get to get some shooting. I just who wants Al Horford for thirty million a year for the next three years? They the Sixers also might be the team that would benefit the most from um, an amnesty clause. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Amnesty Al, like right yeah. there. That or like the John Wall contract with the Wizards. <sighs> we'll talk. We, do you want to talk? Let's talk about the Wizards. The Sixers are just like perpetually yeah, just like a, a TBD, black man. The, the Sixers are TBD. I have uh, no idea. <laughs> respect to Doc. I'm a I'm a Doc fan. Yeah, I think but, Doc's uh, good. That that's a really hard job. Yeah, Elton Brand <laughs> that, uh, screwed them over with the Tobias Harris trade, and uh, Brian Colangelo and his callers uh, ruined everything else. Like <laughs> yeah. Markel Fultz, like them screwing that up, messed them up too. It's just uh, I don't know. <laughs> they are so perplexing to me. I just I put my hands up in the air. Would you uh let's look at the Wizards. Would you trade Bradley Beal if you're the Wizards? For the Wizards. Uh I mean, probably. <laughs> They're not going anywhere with him mm. right now. I mean, maybe Rui Hachimura becomes amazing. They don't have a necessarily great pick this year in a not very good draft because they made the playoffs somehow. Right. Um although they did they fall below? No, it looks like they. Uh, yeah, no, they had the worst winning percentage than the Hornets. They they fell below the Hornets in the standings, which is hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just probably you trade Beal and get what you can. Although because of the financial climate, like what teams out there have both like big money and or space plus good stuff to trade for them? It just it doesn't seem like a very good trade environment because of the flattened cap and things like that too. So I don't know, man. I'm no. sure, like, I bet the Nets would come along. Like, the Nets getting him would be terrifying, and uh, I would hate it yeah. for a lot of reasons. But, uh, I mean, maybe they can cobble together the salaries between Dinwiddie, Allen, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and get some picks and figure it out. Yeah, I think you probably got to. Um, it's not, like, an easy thing if you're a Wizards fan, but, like, I, I get, and I guess, like, I could get trying to run back the, the John Wall Beal thing again, and um, I hope for John Wall's sake that, like, he can play healthy because, like, he's, again, coming off an Achilles injury, and that's, like, insanely hard to do. You know, um, that's not an enviable situation. Um, that's, well, I'd say this. I'd tough. say this about the Wizards. Bill's got two years left on his deal, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens this year? Like, maybe Troy Brown is actually a thing because he seemed like he might be a thing. Maybe Hachimura figures it out. Maybe you make, like, a couple decent little signings. Maybe bring back Bertons and, you know, John Wall. Oh, that's looks, right. He's a free agent. I forgot yeah. About that. And John Wall looks a little bit better than you thought. And, like, maybe in the Eastern Conference, there's something resembling, like, a six or seven seed because Beal is that good and then maybe you say okay we're gonna adopt the Raptors model where we just try to go from the middle wait bide our time have culture build it up and then try to strike when the iron's hot when an opportunity presents itself or just be pretty good make the playoffs a bunch of years and that's also pretty good 
I could see that maybe working if their young guys kind of figure things out this year and they get someone good in the draft. But I think if by deadline time, it's like, oh yeah, wait, Hachimura is really bad and Troy Brown is nice, but not enough. And Wall is a broken shell. Then you do it. Does that make sense? No, I think it does. Um, Weird team wizards. All right, we're going to take a break here, come back, talk about some more Eastern Conference teams right after this. We'll get back to the chat with Chris in just a second, but right now I want to tell you all about Roman. How many times have you used the excuse like, oh, I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it? Look, erectile dysfunction is not easy to talk about, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and you can get started very easily. You just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be hard to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor to take care of it just go to getroman.com slash locked on to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment a free online visit and free two-day shipping that's getroman.com slash locked on for up to 50 bucks off on your first month of ED treatment once again getroman.com slash locked on today's show is also brought to you by built Go. As I've mentioned on this here podcast, I do morning radio uh, throughout the week a lot of the time as well. And that makes me very tired because I'm up very early. And then I get to the middle of the day and I hit this wall where I just feel like I need to sleep, nap away the afternoon. And then I end up not getting anything done and kind of feel crappy about myself. Well, guess what? You can break through your wall with Built Go, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in 1.5 ounce packages and you can put it wherever. You can put it in your briefcase when you're going to the office. You can put it in your golf bag if you need to power through the back nine, or you can just just keep it in your pocket to get through the day. Maybe you're going for a bike ride and you want to have it on hand to get you up that final hill. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy, but without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three great flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. How does it work so well? Bilco combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, plus it's easy on the stomach. Bilco is loaded with a good stuff as well to ignite your work, including beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Bilco then kicks up to keep you going strong with B6 and B12 vitamins, 10,000% of your daily dose of those important vitamins. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, and hair and skin health as well. This stuff literally makes you look and feel better. Visit BiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you can get 20% off your next order Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Sean, where are we going next? Ooh, let's go with a bad team again. Uh, let's go with the Knicks. Oh, man. <laughs> um, James Dolan sell the team. And uh, what? What? why Tibbs? Like, I guess I get the connection and all this stuff, but like Tibbs is just like poor RJ Barrett is going to have no knee cartilage. Yeah, Barrett, I'm very, very concerned, is going to be Wiggins 2.0, and it's uh, it's not cool. Thank the Lord for Jamal Murray and Shea Gildas-Alexander for <laughs> Canadian basketball fans. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, what do the Knicks do? Like, I, I just don't know what they do. Uh, Keep trying to get a good player in the draft for once. Keep telling yourself, as, I, I'm so bored by the Knicks. They've been the same thing for how many years? Well, we're gonna sign guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sign guys. We're gonna get the first pick. We're gonna get Zion, baby. We're gonna sign guys. They don't do any of that. They're trash, and they will stay trash until Dolan sells the team. And that's kind of how I feel about them. I mean, could they get stupid and throw like twenty eight mil a year at Fred Van Vliet? Yeah, probably. 
would they be stupid to do so? Yeah, probably. Is he fixing them? No. I just, I don't know, man. They, uh, of all the teams in the East, I think they're the least interesting to me considering they just seem like they're stuck on this like doomed hamster wheel. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and then you just consider like they don't have a good dra- high draft pick this year in kind of a bad class. Like, you know, like I, I don't think that Dolan, like it just seems like Dolan kind of disqualifies them from being competent enough to like bring in top tier free agents who would like to live in New York. Like breaking news, New York's like a really great city. Like I like New York quite a bit. Um, but like Brooklyn is the better run franchise. And like, that's like probably a big reason why Katie and, and Kyrie are there um, instead of playing for the Knicks. So like, sorry, Spike Lee. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like, I empathize with, with that situation. It's just like, I don't like, I would like to see some of their young guys go to their places. You're like, I think Frankie smokes like could be interesting on, in a better situation. Um, yeah, they just you know, keep breaking dudes, man. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like free edge. Like let's get these guys out of there and see if they can do stuff in other places. It's just like a, it's just a black pit. Whereas like, I feel like, like I could say nice things about the Hornets and, and the Pistons. There's not just like a lot that I look at the Knicks and just like, like Mitchell Robinson is a nice little story, but like, I always think he, he's one of those guys that I think is like probably a little like over, valued for like what's the only good thing they have yeah and it's the rest of it's just like uh sure like the knicks exist and that's like a weird thing like the fact that like marcus morris on that team and like was just clowning is bizarre them trading for chris paul would be the funniest thing or oladipo because that was the other thing that was out there and they were talking about two like two firsts for oladipo and i'm just like oh my god them trading for paul would depress me because i want chris paul to win a title somewhere but it would be unquestionably one of the funniest things of all time. <laughs> the NBA desktop of the Chris Paul truth. Oh, just- imagine Chris Paul dealing with James Dolan. <sighs> just now what you the want. Least pleasant interaction of all time. Yeah. Um God, we need to move on. Um Yeah, I don't want to think about JD in a straight shot anymore. Let's go to something new. JD. <laughs> oh my god. I I want them to win a title so JD in the straight shot can like be in a um, balloon. <laughs> and like like riding down Fifth Ave, like and just with the Knicks parade, just just him wailing away. Um, I actually don't want that. That would be bad. That's just bad karma I'm putting out into the world. Um, let's do the Heat because they're in the they're in the finals. Yeah, fine. Um, they, they might they're, they're probably not in the finals by the time we hear this. They yes, probably that's lost. Very true. Or maybe uh, they've come back courageously. Can I can, <laughs> can I just ask if are you? On the on the spectrum of where we're at with the heat and and the heat culture and everything, like how do you how much do you buy in on a scale of one to ten? I hate heat culture. <laughs> I think it's stupid. I think it's joyless. I think uh, them fat shaming guys at a town sucks. I think Pat Riley uh, should eat uh, ice cream for once in his life and have some joy instead of just eating ash. I think um, like Jimmy Butler. I was very uh, like anti-Jimmy going into this season. He's changed my mind. I'm fully bought in on the Jimmy Butler cult. Yeah. He's awesome. Yep. And I love Bam. I don't really care about the rest of their team, if I'm being totally honest. I, you know, they, They're nice. I think it was a strange year. I think the Raptors probably would have beat them had they played them in the conference finals. Maybe that's me being overconfident, but I think the Raptors had some matchup edges that the Heat wouldn't have been able to handle. And uh, I don't know. I, they're, they're a great story. I just it's been a weird finals man because i want no one to win i want a tie (laughs) i just want lebron i want lebron to win and for lakers fans to derive no joy from it and for uh rajon rondo to derive no joy from it and i want for the heat to lose and if the heat were to win i'd be sad for lebron and happy that lakers fans are sad it's all very confusing 
Yeah, I that's that's fair. Um, I believe in Butler. I think them getting Duncan Robinson and developing him, the way he talks about it, I, I think there is some realness there. But yeah, it's a little weird and like oh, they it really definitely works. I just hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I I do think that like I get the vibe sometimes that teams like don't always like do conditioning at, at the level they probably should. Like that yeah, that's yeah. a hot take for me. Is it like I feel like maybe teams should like do some running more just because like <laughs> being in shape is important when you're playing professional sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like when it's like if that's like so much of the secret sauce, that's like kind of weird. Um, I uh, I'll be curious to see what they do next summer if they don't get someone good and if they what that cycle kind of looks like. Um, yeah, because like they're the team that I'm definitely the most worried about when it comes to Giannis as a Raptors fan. Like the Bucks and the Heat, I think are yeah. the other ones. So, like I know the Warriors are out there. It's like oh, we're, but I think that's just like Warriors exceptionalism becoming a thing now. Warriors um, exceptionalism is worse than Lakers exceptionalism. My column. I, uh, ooh, I disagree, but it's got to be up there. Um, yeah, like they certainly like they're undeniable. They're successful for a reason. They're they're very good at what they do. I just find it to be a joyless way of conducting a basketball team. And they really don't seem outside of Jimmy to have any fun while they're doing it. It's just like our families are trash. We only play basketball and we work out at 3 a.m. every day. And sometimes we go to Jimmy's coffee shop and that's it. <laughs> um, I have not done the research into big face coffee and I, I refuse to at this point. I just know it exists. Um, it's very also, cool. It's I'm very also, good and cool. Yeah. The Tyler hero thing is also, he's going to have a downturn and Kendrick Nunn. Like, yeah. Oh, Kendrick Nunn is uh, despicable. Uh, it'd be great if the finals broadcast one time. I'm going to, I'm, I'm safe to say, I think in the final two games or three games of the finals, if they get there, um, there will still be no mention of why Kendrick Nunn, in fact, went undrafted. Yeah, it will it's... only be incredulous cries of how did this guy go undrafted? I wonder, uh, just Google it. Uh, it's, not hard. it's not hard. Yeah. Like yeah. redemption stories can happen in society, everything like that. But like at least acknowledge like how you get here. Yeah. Um, I, I look forward to Kendrick Nunn on the, uh, I don't know, Philippines national team with Andre Blatch in a couple of years. Jordan Clarkson. In China. Yeah. Can't believe I had to talk about Jordan Clarkson for the world. Um, <laughs> so we went to the heat. Sean, let's do one more in this middle section. Where do we want to go? Way, I think that he will be very good next year. Yeah, I do annoying. too. Yeah. They're, they're a well-run organization. They're annoying. Um, but that that's a team that like they, they do a lot of things correctly. And um, you know what? Like good, good for them because there are a lot of teams that can't do things correctly. And suppose suppose a really, really good coach like and Bam's yeah. incredible. Like I would. Yeah. Bam's Bam. ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah. Bam is so, so good. And um, he I would like give up a lot for Bam if you could get him on your team. And if you could get a player that's like 80 percent of Bam, I would 100 percent try and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that good. Um, like Onyeka Kongu in this draft is someone that I'd be like, oh, OK, like let's can you get a version of that guy? Right. Um, all right. Where are we going next year? Um Boy, we got the Celtics, the Magic, and the Cavs left. We should save the Cavs for last because they're your boys. Yeah, um, I we we I've really just been bearing the lead with the Cavs, which is which is good for my that's sanity. Okay, that's okay. Can, Let's quickly talk talk about the Magic. Okay. Um, <laughs> Marco Fultz is still just incredibly fascinating to me mm-hmm. because he's Marco Fultz. And the other thing that's interesting to me about them is. Um, like mo, it kind of went like very under the radar because it's the magic and like there's a lot of other of stuff going on. But like Mo Bamba, um, came to the bubble, had COVID before he came to the bubble, and then couldn't really get in shape. And I just like, what does Mo Bamba look like in year three? Um, you know, I think Steve Clifford's like a good coach, and they're not fun to play against. I think like one of the when I talk to Cavs people, one of the teams they hate playing against sometimes is the Magic because like they're just oh, yeah. always gonna like Steve Clifford is gonna have that team ready to go. But yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of like juice there um and like when they beat the the bucks in one game i was like okay like we need to stop overreacting to this yeah and they're like they're either going to lose evan fournier or they're going to pay evan fournier and i think both are bad 
<laughs> um, yeah, no Google himself. <laughs> no good options there. Yeah, I um, if Fultz could take a big leap, that would be the biggest thing for them. But I don't know how they like kind of elevate from from where they are with kind of if like Vooch is maybe your best guy. Like Vooch is good, but like he can't yeah. be your best guy if you're like a, a real contender type. And like so. Look, I know there's been injury and everything, but it'd be nice if Jonathan Isaac were ever just something more than the idea of Jonathan Isaac, right? Like, he's never actually shown it on any sort of sustained level. Like, oh, yeah, this is this, like, highly switchable, play the three through the five, shoot threes, maybe give you some secondary offensive creation. Like, he's never been that. It's What, you're five now? Like, it's just kind of getting time for him to do that. And... He's also like hampered by playing with Aaron Gordon, who makes no sense as a teammate of his. Ooh, they should trade Aaron Gordon this offseason. Just they should just like trade everyone with Fultz and just start over. Like, this is a dumb and Terrence Ross is a kink, but just a dumb. <laughs> yeah, team. I, was, I was waiting. I, I was like, waiting for for Terrence the Terrence I Ross stuff. Don't really see like a path out of the middle for them, and maybe it comes. Maybe Fultz becomes amazing, but and maybe Isaac becomes amazing, and the idea of Isaac is actually realized. It just it seems like we're kind of running out of time and. Feels like like Aaron Gordon will be retired and it'll be like, oh, but Aaron Gordon's gonna figure it out soon. <laughs> it's like yeah. maybe not. Yeah, that's that's tough. Okay. One last break, come back, talk about the Celtics and the Cavs right after this. We will finish up the chat with Chris in just a second, but first I want to tell everybody about rockauto.com. I'm picking up my brand new car today. I'm very excited. It's going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to drive it around, but eventually, as is part, the part and parcel with having a car, I'm going to need to get some stuff fixed on it. Guess where I'm going to go to get stuff fixed, uh, to get the parts I need for less money. That is rockauto.com. It's a family business serving online auto parts customers for 20 years. You go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and so, so easy to navigate as well. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle based on the year that your car is. It's got all the brands, specifications, and prices, most importantly, that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the exact same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar you'll ever try and right now built bar has brand new flavors they've rolled out to make it even more tasty they have six new flavors to be exact with caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp joining their excellent lineup of 12 original flavors which includes some of my favorites like peanut butter banana bread and toffee almond bars are covered in 100 chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew as well and they're great for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and they're great for keto diets as well and with some some of the flavors, for example, you've got the peanut butter with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Or the brand new Cherry Barcia has 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. These bars are just much healthier than a lot of the protein bars out there. They're also easier to eat. They taste better in your mouth. They're not all chewy and gritty and gross. They just kind of taste like a Mars. And right now, you're going to get a free cooler with your purchase from Built Bar while supplies last, so get on it right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order use the promo code promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com and get yourself that free cooler all right we're back here last segment in our two-part eastern conference a deep dive sean um let's do the Cavs first 
I just want you to ask me, like, tell me what you think about the Cavs and ask me questions about them because I, I need someone that isn't my co-host, Devin Damerill, to talk to me about them. <laughs> um, okay. Darius Garland. Is he good? Uh, or, like, okay, you have to choose between Sexton and Garland for the long term. Who do you pick? Sexton because Sexton is like a as a Sexton's a good score already and people like need to I don't think people that don't watch the Cavs enough realize that he's already kind of good um has some limitations I'm not going to deny those but the guy can like shoot 40% from three the work ethic with him is like like the Sexton culture is like something that I'm going to try and I'm going to come up with a better name <laughs> for it but I'm going to try and like make this a gimmick for me in the next year the guy the guy's almost a three-level score already um there's some steps he can take but he's really good but I'm also going to give Garland um a little bit of a pass on his first year because he came in didn't play basically a full year because of his injury and then like was in a really dysfunctional situation for a lot of the year mm-hmm. um so year but year two will be really really big for him if he can be healthy and he looked according to everyone i talked to was he looked a lot better at camp than uh, he did when the season ended so that that's an encouraging sign i know this isn't exactly a hot take because they were the worst team in the conference but of all the teams i saw the raptors play this year the Cavs were like the most pathetic i found uh, to be frank like they were just like oh this is not a team the raptors are destroying um, them and it's just like walking through uh <laughs> like a soft meadow it's like there's no resistance whatsoever john beeline as a head coach was an outright disaster i forgot um, about that <laughs> i i tried to the Cavs tried to the Cavs try to talk about the fact like try to sell this thing as like jb bakerstaff was always going to succeed john beeline but like it just like asked you to forget the fact that they signed john beeline to like a five-year contract and he didn't make it through oh, a season. Oh my god! Incredible galaxy brain stuff from from the Cavs. David Blatt, and then it's just like a succession. It's just like the way they just hire two coaches at once. So like you get one out of two chance. They should um, hire Boylan. <laughs> I don't need that. In my life. <laughs> I have to think about Dan Gilbert's and what he spends his money on. So I'm I'm good. Um, what Sean? What do you think of Andre Drummond and the fact that they traded for Andre Drummond? Now I'll say this: they didn't give up anything of value. It's like John Henson, a second round pick, and Brandon Knight six. Oh, the Andre most Biden. depressing trade of all time, I think. Yeah, it it's really right dep- up there. But uh, what do you just make of Andre Drummond in 2020? And if you were the Cavs, what would you try to do with him? That's a good question. He is a free agent, correct? So he has a player option worth right. almost 29 million dollars. So he's not. He, he is he, probably take that. He so he like talks about himself like he's a free agent and like is very coy about it. And I don't think like him and the Cavs are like necessarily like on the same page money wise as far as a, as a, what an extension would look like for him. But he's absolutely picking up the deal because he's not going to make that much money in the market next year. Yeah, or this summer I, if he were not that. I've never really been a Drummond guy, unfortunately. Like seeing the Raptors punk him every time they've played him probably informs that. Um, but yeah, he just he like, nice number. He's kind of like a better Hassan Whiteside almost, where it's like he's very clearly like talented at basketball and does things on the court that are impressive. But do they mean anything? Probably not. And I don't know how you sort of channel those gifts into meaningful basketball. I guess it's just like uh, stop lunging for blocks when you don't need to, and actually like move your feet on defense and be a good team defender. But like, there's something there. Maybe I just I would not be like, yes, let's pay Andre Drummond what he wants to stay around because he feels like a guy you tether yourself to. And then you're like, why can we not get past the ninth seed? What's going on here? If I were the Cavs, I would be trying to like just flip Andre for something. Um, yeah. I did a poll the other day um, on my Twitter, and these are the these are the three players that I suggest you try and trade him for Buddy Heald, Gordon Hayward. Um, and who's the last one that I'm forgetting? It's also an expiring contract. I'll look at this up, but like, I don't know what his value has. 
Um, like, I don't, I don't exactly know like what the, the value is for, for Andre on the market and that, that closet, but I'm not interested in like, I, I think he was harmful in the games he played with the Cavs last year. Like he was just yeah. outright kind of harmful in what he did. So uh, Wiggins is the other answer, which is an incredibly depressing answer. But um, I would be trying to flip him for healed if you if you could just because of the shooting and maybe that helps in right. some way. But there's not like a good way forward. And I, I don't think this trade is aged well. Um, and again, like I think he was actively harmful on the court when he was with them last year because he just uh, weird. And that's not all on him because it was John Beeline still around for a little bit of that. And the slugs come and happen around that time. And um, <laughs> there's, the, the Cavs are just were dysfunctional last year, and I think they're at least turning the corner. But I don't know what, what kind of role Andre plays in that. Yeah, I think the thing about Andre and like kind of players like him, like Clint Capella, for example, like rim running centers who like Capella at least block shots. Andre just like doesn't block sure. shots. It's the thing I've learned about him in the last six months. Sure, I'm just kind of thinking like in terms of like that archetype of player where it's like you can't shoot threes. You're basically like a like a dive man on offense. Like, are we sure that's actually an archetype of player that any successful team has anymore? Because it doesn't really seem like it is. Like Tyson Chandler is held up as this like bastion of big man play, but like I don't know, do the Warriors ever have that? Not really. No, they and, had like and, passing bigs. The Raptors had Marcus Saul. Like the Celtics have Bam. There's no Nikola Jokic. Like yes, the I guess the Lakers kind of have that with Dwight Howard, but also they have Anthony freaking Davis when things actually matter. And it's just like I don't think that sort of marginal stand-in rim run rebound block shots type of center is actually all that useful anymore. It's just like kind of like the, the, even like the Celtics had like Daniel Tice, he just like picks and pops and like grabs some boards, throws some like easy rudimentary passes and boom, that's all you really need. Like, I think unless you have like a center, like Bam or Jokic where you can actually run your offense through them. And I guess Embiid is like a good enough post score where this kind of works too. Like, unless you have a transcendent big who does something that no one else can do and they can be your hub on offense what's the point of paying all that money for a really good center? Because probably they do things that are not all that valuable and that you could get, I don't know, like John Henson to do. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's a, it seems like that archetype of player was so romanticized for like five years and it still is kind of, but it might already be dead if not dying. If it depends on the money too, like if you're paying Andre drum, like $29 million, like that's like way too much money. But if you could pay that guy, like even 15, I think it's more kind of tenable. Um, especially when you need, if, especially if he's like going to eat up shots, I think that kind of guy could make some sense, but that's just not what, um, Drummond does. Um, so that's probably, they're, they're a weird team. I don't think the Cavs are going to be much better next year, but Sean, I'm going to ask you this before we talk about Boston real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we're only going to say nice things about the Celtics. Um, Cavs, Pistons, Hornets. Are you, are you more optimistic about the Cavs versus those teams, or no? Ooh, yeah, probably. They have more like interesting young players, like Kevin Porter Jr. and Sexton. I think are better than anyone, like more promising than anyone those teams have. You love to you love to hear it from the great Jim. Okay, let's talk about the Celtics. <laughs> um, I think their their title window. This is a big lost opportunity. This is not a fresh take, but it's just like their title window for me is just so much shorter because they didn't make it to the finals this year. And I don't think they would have won, but like it's really hard to get there. And the East is again getting a little bit better. Um, so you know what? Like tough look for them and not um, making the the finals this year. And look, like I, I they clearly have some things on their roster they need to kind of figure out a little bit. I think. Yeah, my thing on the Celtics is that they're cowards and frauds. And the Raptors <laughs> should have beat them, if not for uh, Marcus Smart flops and stuff, I think. I don't know. They're really good, but uh, I, Kemba Walker does not enthuse me as a lead guard in a playoff series. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. Like He's not good enough defensively. He's not efficient enough. 
just doesn't work. I, like he was perfectly at home with Charlotte, is what I'll say. I'm just firing a lot of takes on this two part. But I, I, uh, that's Sean. <laughs> it's the quote unquote off season. Like that. This is yeah. this is what we're doing here. Um, yeah. I want to see what happens with Hayward there, and um, I mean, you know, I guess I, the guys they picked, like, like I don't know, maybe like Langford becomes something great. Williams seems like he'll be pretty I good. Love, I love Grant. Yeah, big, big booty, like you know, play some four. Like <laughs> as, as, a, as, as, a, as a Kyle Lowry fan, I'm I'm glad you got the the butt the big butt mention in here. Hey man, I'm a I'm a butt connoisseur apparently. Big uh, <laughs> um, the the thing that I guess if I were them, I would be trying to find a Tice upgrade without spending very much, and maybe like. I don't know what that is, but I feel like you need a little bit of an upgrade there. But yeah, I don't. I when I think about next year, like if I was picking a team in the playoffs next year, assuming Brooklyn's healthy, like I think Brooklyn should be better. Miami theoretically, even though that's your choice, like there's still a window there for them, and they're going to be in that upper half. But it's not going to be easy. I think this was like a really missed opportunity for them not to get it in this year and kind of gain something from that. But you know, yeah. weird season stuff worked against them in some ways with injuries and stuff. And but I, I do think you're right about Kevin, especially if they play like LeBron or play the Clippers with Kawhi, like he's going to get put in so many pick and rolls. Yeah. I just don't think they're deep enough necessarily. And I think they, outside of Tatum and Brown, like I don't really trust a lot of their guys all that much, even smart, like smart can go five of nine from three, or he can go one of 13, right? Like it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's so unpredictable with that guy. He's great. Like I'd have a lot of respect for him after that series as like him and Kyle were the two grift Kings, just dueling back and forth. It was lovely, but <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I, like, there is a real opportunity for the Raptors to beat that team. And if Pascal Siakam is, like, 10% better than he was in that series, they probably win it. And that would be that would have been lovely. But it didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> it's uh, lots of ifs and buts and all that stuff. But, yeah, I think yeah. the Celtics are, like, the third seed next year again, probably. Second seed, maybe. Yeah, and if Tatum is continually really good, like, that gets them in the conversation. Like, he's potentially, like, a really, really good guy. So we'll Oh, the Tatum see. talk really is exhausting, though. It's Oh, it, like, it is. Who would you rather have, Luca or Jason Tatum? It's like, what are you Luka, smoking, really dude? The, the, it, it will never surpass the, would you rather have Brad Stevens or any player in the NBA <laughs> from Chris Mannix? <laughs> oh, that feels like a pretty good place to leave it. Why yeah. leave on any note other than that one? No, just that tweet. Chef's kiss. Perfect. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, check out Lockdown Raptors. If you're listening on the Lockdown Cavs feed, check out Lockdown Cavs. If you hate yourself and want to listen to me talk more about basketball, uh, if you're on the Lockdown Raptors feed, but thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all soon and, uh, you know, wear a mask, be safe and don't be stupid. Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Sometimes your cat can be a mystery, like when they get so attached to certain cardboard boxes. <laughs> but when you use Fresh Step Cat Litter, there's no question that you're making your cat happy. Thanks to amazing odor control, Fresh Step clumping cat litters prevent stinky crumbles and make scooping easy by locking in liquid and odor immediately. That means you can keep your house clean and your bond strong. There's no mystery here. Find Fresh Step Cat Litter at a store near you. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. 
Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.